Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I am a licensed psychologist here in Georgia and it is time for the tea. Tea Time with Dr. Tarver is a wellness podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. So happy November everyone. We are preparing next week for Thanksgiving and I know that you all are either very excited, anxious, cautiously optimistic, guarded, joyful, any number of things as we approach this holiday season because as we have been discussing in this series on the holidays and some of the things that we can struggle with, we know that we can be experiencing a combination of things that are both joyful and perhaps frustrating or anxiety provoking. So let us get into the topic for today, which is I'm bringing side eye for dinner, holiday conflict. Now, I know that some of you have very tenuous relationships with your relatives or friends Uh, going into this holiday season. There are just so many things that can occur that get our families in places where we're just not really doing well, our friends in places where we're just not in good spots, and even coworkers, people that we may have spent holidays with before. You know, sometimes you work with people and they have mutual co-workers and they'll invite you over and this other co-worker and you, you know, people don't necessarily know what's going on or you are in relationships with folks and people don't know that you're in relationships and they're inviting both of you to the, to the holiday gathering and you are just not looking forward to it. My father would tell me the story about my mother. Uh, so when my maternal grandmother would come and visit her, my mother for the holidays, my mother apparently would break out in hives. She would get so anxious about her mother coming. And my mother had some OCD traits. So she was never formally diagnosed. Her generation didn't really go seek mental health services like that. But she was the type of person that if you move something in a room, she would know you moved it. She'd come right in and spot it that you moved it. I, I think I've told you all before, I used to move things just to mess with her and she would know that it was, was me. Some of you might be saying, you're a horrible child. I, I really was older when I did that. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the things that she would do is she would, she would clean when she was anxious. She would clean when she was worried. And I know some of you probably have those habits, right? It's one of the ways that we relieve stress. We clean. And so my mother would, would clean and she would iron things. Uh, some of you grew up in generations where you iron things for the week and my mom would iron things. She'd iron curtains and all kinds of stuff. Um, but so in preparation for my grandmother, she would be in overdrive and it would just drive her poor little nervous system to the brinks of breaking down. And so her body would react to all of that anxiety and she would break out. And one of the things that my father ultimately told her was you have got to stop inviting your mother here. It's causing you too much distress. So you go and see her where you can leave. <laughs> you don't have to worry about her coming and, and uh, being critical of your home or making statements. You go to her space, then we can go, we can stay a couple of hours and we can leave. And so that ended up being the strategy that helped my mother be able to manage this situation. And so I think it is good for us to really utilize that as a model because there are so many different things that can trigger us as we're going into this holiday season when we're talking about being around friends, family, coworkers, or other people that you may have relationships with. So a lot of those things are about transitions. Now you all know when there's a divorce in the family or there's a new child in the family, a new relationship, something that it changes the dynamics of the family. And so it may have been that now my parents are divorced and this is our first holiday season with the family being divorced and you all have gotten significant others or 
uh, perhaps there was an affair going on and you want this person to come um, to the family gathering and you expect me to show up with this person who I know that you were seeing while you were still dating uh, my mother or my father. And it can bring up a lot of angst for people and people feel very conflicted about uh, that they're 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 in fact betraying one of their family members, one of their parents by choosing to go and interact in this way. Sometimes people will have weddings, uh, particularly during the Thanksgiving and Christmas season. And, and kids feel like, I don't want to go attend your wedding while um, mom or dad is over here still heartbroken or um, struggling with the fact that you've started this new relationship. Or there's a family that um, has been added to, so a child has been brought into, perhaps a child that um, came out of the product of an affair or we were separated and a baby was born. Now you want to bring this baby over and people or, or this child that I didn't know about that was in the family. Yes, all of the tea. Uh, for the for the holiday season all of these things these dynamics that can happen or again we've been dating people didn't know we were dating and so we've both been invited over to this family gathering but we've broken up and and you're going to have this other person there we have mutual friends and we both get invited and now you're seeing someone else and I've got to see this other partner as you can you can see that could get real messy it could be really difficult for a person to go into a situation like that or maybe there is a, a a situation where there has been some hurt in the family there has unfortunately been a lot of grief we've experienced over the past couple of years not just related to COVID, but related to other things and we know sometimes death brings out the worst in families so there could be things that have come out that were buried that have resurfaced uh, conflict over how our funeral was handled or not handled or visitation or who was listed in the obituary and who wasn't and who sat where and who wore what and so we're still reeling from all of those things and now we have the holidays and this is the first time we've gathered again since this funeral and so there's still a lot of tension in the air that we haven't cleared out there could have been an issue of abuse in the family there could have been physical sexual emotional verbal abuse that happened and so i don't want to be in the space with a person who has abused me or or who still abuses me when they see me and so maybe it's that cousin i haven't seen in 10 years that's going to be there or or maybe somebody that just got released from from prison for violating me and they're going to be there and you're saying well we need to welcome them back they've served their time but i'm still healing i i haven't dealt with that hurt and i don't want to be in that environment but i also don't want to not be around my family or maybe we've got some mental health struggles going on in the family that could be somebody that has a significant addiction who has stolen from people or whose behavior has been bizarre or odd there could have been arguments or fights somebody might have been actively psychotic last holiday and so we're a little uncomfortable about this person coming into space we talked about veterans last week and, and uh, uh, veterans who have PTSD showing up and, and what's going to happen are they going to be triggered how do we manage that uh, we also can be just dealing with the challenges of we don't like to go around family when we've changed significantly, right? So maybe I've gained some weight or I've lost a significant amount of weight and I just don't want to hear the criticism because we sometimes have those family members, friends, co-workers who are going to make those negative statements. And I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to be asked about my relationship. I don't want to be asked about the divorce or the breakup or why I'm still single. I don't want to have to deal with those things. I don't want those jokes to be made about me that you all think are funny, but I don't think are funny anymore. Stuff that I did maybe when I was younger or we had one family event and I did something that I find quite embarrassing, but that you all find humorous and it just makes me want to go hide. And so I don't want to have to hear about that. I don't want to get into a discussion with you about politics or religion, my hair or um, 
who I'm who I'm dating or my gender identity or my sexual orientation. Right. So I don't want to have to get into issues of that and, and, and people saying they're disappointed and having all these questions. And who is this person that you're bringing? And, you know, I'm not um, going to allow that in my house. So those are all the kind of things that I really um, think get to a person to a place where they just are dreading. I don't want to be rejected. You all always uh, side against me and people jump on me or there's colorism going on in the family. And, and um, so I'm the darker skin one or the lighter skin one or I'm the one who um, has a different career path than everyone else. And so there are all these conversations. Maybe I'm unemployed and I've been employed, unemployed since the pandemic. Maybe I've had a COVID plan in place that didn't allow me to um, wanna interact with you all for safety reasons. And so you all have been interacting and I haven't. And so I'm coming in and people have opinions about that, right? So these kind of strained potential interactions are what allows us to dread going into the holidays and bring up this potential for conflict. You all know if you've had a negative person in your life and they'll just harp on something and won't let it go. You worried about uh, somebody getting a little bit too much to drink and then they start saying some inappropriate things or doing some inappropriate things. There's been fights before at the holiday gatherings. And so it's like, ugh, do I even want to go? It's giving me such anxiety um, or apprehension about going or it's bringing up these feelings for me or ang of anger or resentment about how stuff was handled. And so I'm really already coming on ready, thinking about even coming to this gathering. So let's talk about what we can do instead, right? Because we are not perfect, but we can be in perfect peace. So allowing ourselves to be able to do things that feel good for us. First and foremost, I want you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you can always say no and you don't have to go. So I know that sometimes we end up with feelings of shame or guilt because people put this sense of obligation on us about, well, people are getting older and what if you don't show up? There's a lot of different ways you can show up for people. You can visit people. You can interact with people. You can video with people without it having to be during Thanksgiving or Christmas. So please do recognize that you can still interact at any point with people if you so choose. So you are not obligated under any extent to be able to have to do it during a particular time. And that's also a good strategy. I can alternate a day, right? So it does not have to be Thanksgiving Day. It does not have to be Christmas Day. It does not have to be New Year's Eve where I interact with you all. There may be other opportunities where I can interact and I can be strategic about planning that. So maybe I'm around less people, particularly the people who I'm having conflict with or who may have conflict with me. That puts me at better ease. It also allows my family to have our own traditions and then we don't have the problems. Now, yes, are some people not going to be happy about that? Absolutely. But what's important is your well-being and what's best for you and your family. And some people get into the habit of alternating holidays, years, days, right? So I may go Thanksgiving this year, but next year it may be Christmas and vice versa, right? So there are some ways to be able to do that. Some people do the day before a holiday or the weekend before a holiday or the week before a holiday and gather so it doesn't end up being so much a stress on people to try to have to be multiple places because that's another thing that people don't look forward to having to go to so many different people's homes i got to get grandma in i got to get auntie in i got my parents are divorced so i got to get both sides uh um sides of the family in and then i'm dragging kids and spouses and and friends and people all over the place and it's exhausting and lord knows i can't eat all that food so that is another way to do it. Like, let's be strategic and, and stratify the days. And you'll find that people will be fine with that. Like, OK, hey, yeah, we can gather beforehand or after because really all we care about is the interaction. We're not as concerned about necessarily the day most times. 
If you are just so anxious about going to other people's homes, if you're concerned about their safety procedures during COVID, if you're concerned about their cleanliness, if you're concerned about their cooking, uh, all of those things that you can't control in their environment, you can always bring people to your home where you can set up the boundaries, the time that works for you, how long you want to have the event, and then you get to have more say over what's cooked, right? So oftentimes if you have some special dietary needs, for example, um, maybe you can have gluten, you've got an intolerance to gluten, uh, maybe you're a person that has, um, you're, you only eat certain things, you might be a pescatarian or a vegetarian or a vegan, and when you go to other places, you don't necessarily know what's in the food or you know what's in the food and know that you can't have it, so it limits you. And then you end up having to bring stuff and then people are like, well, why are you bringing stuff? And then they take it off. But if I already know what my dietary needs are and I'm more attentive to what other people's needs are, then I can have plenty of things for people to eat and then I don't have to be stressed about that, right? So hosting at my house allows me to be, if I wanna space you all out, if I wanna have you outside and have tents with heaters, it gives just me an opportunity not have to go back and forth with people about safety precautions, I can put them in place or food options, I can put those things in place so I can know that there's nothing in here that's gonna um, aggravate my child's nut allergy because I know how everything has been cooked and how it has been prepared. Also, humor is a good way to diffuse conflict. So let's say we're going into this situation because sometimes we cannot avoid having to deal with difficult, negative, critical people. Sometimes there's just going to be conflict and there are ways we can handle it, right? So I can utilize humor to diffuse it. So when you all share that story about me, that's really embarrassing that I don't know why you bring up every single time we're together. What I can do is say, yep, you know what? That was funny. Wasn't that silly? I remember another example of something that was really silly, right? And you can move people off of that. You can also think about your response and how you want to handle something. Oftentimes we're reactive because we brooded about something, but we haven't prepared. Like, how do I want to respond to this? I can think about how I want to respond so I can be responsive, right? So I can be intentional about how I respond. Hey, we're not going to talk about that now. Let's talk about that later. You know what? Let me talk to you about that after we leave here or I can talk to you about it beforehand. I know there's a conflict as an issue. Let's talk before we even come to the gathering. Let me think about the bullet points I want to say or if I want to say to you, you know what? This is a time where we're going to just focus on joy and wellness and we'll attend to that at another time. But I do hear you know I love you. Right. And we can we can move on from that situation. If you know that there's somebody you don't want to sit next to, don't want to be in the space with, don't want to touch you, then you can make sure that you put some parameters and boundaries in place ahead of time. There are some family members, oh, you all need to squash that. Life is too short. You need to write. So that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is you bring your friends, your family members, whoever you feel comfortable with you and allow them to be able to be an additional buffer for you. So, hey, I'm going to sit next to you and you sit on the end. That way you don't have to worry about anybody being next to you other than me. Um, whenever you go into space, I'm going into space. So you have someone with you so you don't feel like you're being ganged up on and being by yourself. I'm going to be a person that can change the subject and um, move the attention to something else. I'll be the reason why we have to leave early. Oh, you know what? They've got to bring me back. Uh, thank you all so much for having us here. I've got to go and this person is my ride, right? Or that you can say that word to, right? We all have our safe words. So I can say that safe word to you and you know, hey, it's time to go. Um, and so you can get me on and out of there. Or if I need a break, you see me becoming flustered, right? So I'm talking to you about signs and cues and we've worked together uh, a safety plan, if you will, an exit strategy 
if you will, so that I know that I'm good no matter what happens. I can always leave. I can set a time frame for how long I want to be there. I love to give people about 60 minutes, one hour. Oh, I'm going to be here an hour, long enough to get me a little something to eat. God bless the food and we move on. Um, and then that way I know that I'm not going to feel trapped there. Also games. Games is a good way to be able to change the dynamic of something um, so that we're playing some fun games that gets us off of talking about other things. You can bring a variety of games that allows people to move in a different space, put them in a different spirit. Music can put people in a different spirit. You also can go with prepared topics. So if you want to stay away from politics and race and, and religion and spirituality and gender and sexual orientation, let me bring up some other topics that I can be prepared to discuss. So as people try to move into that, I can shift the conversation. I can limit interactions not only with people, but I can limit how people touch me, right? So we can set up those good body boundaries. We uh, are in a, um, an environment where you can do fist bumps um, and, and, and elbows. So you can just say, oh, you know what? During the holidays and during COVID, I have really just gotten out of the habit of hugging and kissing on folks. Air high five, right? So you can go ahead and just set those parameters with everyone so you don't have to worry about that. You can have your mask on so you don't have to worry about people being all in your face. Um, I think it's also important that we bring to dinner uh, as, a, as, a, as a step away from that side eye is we bring, in fact, our side of realistic expectations. We know who people are and past behavior is the best predictor of future behavior. So that's how you've been to me. That's who you are going to be to me. So let me not have unrealistic expectations that you're going to show up and be somebody different. Let me know how you typically react so that I can, again, be responsive and not reactive. When you start um, jabbing and trying to crack those jokes or say little things um, that, that are trying to get under my skin, then I want to make sure that I'm ready to be able, again, that humor, to be able to change the subject, games, have somebody with me so that I'm not expecting you to be different and then I'm caught off guard when you do the same thing that you usually do. Um, if you are a person that's anxious uh, and you may have, and this is where the, the, the therapy and the medication portion of this conversation comes in, you may have medication that you can take uh, as needed when your anxiety is heightened. You also might want to get a therapy session in prior to the family outing so that you can talk about how you're going to met your breathing, your meditation, your mindfulness, your journaling in preparation, the statements that you want to say in preparation to be responsive and not reactive, right? So these are all things you can do. And if you need to take those breaks, already identify where you can take a break to. If there's a space in the home where you can take a break to, do you need to go outside to the car? Do you need to go run? Hey, let me go grab. Uh, I know we need some more ice. Uh, anything else while, while I'm out, right? So you can already be planning things to be able to get you out of that space. If you don't have anybody that can come with you, then get your list of phone support together. Hey, when I send out the text message 911, I'm about to call or I need you all to call me, right? And so that you have people available to be able to talk to you, to calm you down, to recenter you, or even to be your ride or excuse for you to get out of there. So these are some options that I think can be really, really um, helpful to you in preparation for going. Um, you also can tell people like, hey, you know what? I'm going to talk about the food and the fellowship, <laughs> and I'm just going to limit any other conversations that I'm having. And the other thing is, if your family is conflictual in that way, your biological family or people that raised you are conflictual in that way, and you decide you don't want to go, you can go to other places where there are people who love and care about you. That might be coworkers. 
that might be friends who are like family to you, your chosen people, your tribe, then you can spend that holiday season with them. Um, you also can do something at your house away from them and not invite them, right? So you do have some options. And yes, I know for a lot of you all, you're like, Ugh, it just feels so awful to me. That's not how I was raised. I was raised to always be around family, no matter what. Here is an opportunity for you to really walk in your wellness and do things that work for you. And I guarantee you that guilt that you're feeling will pass. And that's something you can work through in your, ther in your therapy experience as well is about learning that taking care of you doing what's best for you is not you being selfish, it's you having good self-care. So, all of that to say, you can have a safe, happy, and healthy Thanksgiving. And most of all, be well. <laughs>